I love media, I love entertainment, and I love cars. And with Holoride, I've created my dream job just combining both of them. The world beyond. Emotion is of tomorrow. Brought to you by Michael Mack. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, The World Beyond the Emotioneers of Tomorrow. You are listening to the exciting second part. Welcome again, Niels Wallny. Thanks for having me on your podcast today. So let's go back. You have a perfect product. You don't get motion sick. So what is missing? To get big? Oh, I think it takes time. Currently, we're we're in a recession. To be honest, uh, we're selling a product that is not a necessity for most people, right? So it's it's in car entertainment, and um, people turn every year around and think about how they spend their money um, on different items in their daily lives. So I think it just takes a little bit more time. More cars that are Holoride ready, more headsets uh, where the experiences are available on. And then also a little bit more positive economic vibe again in Europe, Germany, to see this picking up. And also, you said the perfect product. Thanks for this, but we're still far away from from the perfect product. It's it's our first iteration, so we're still learning a lot. That's why we said we, we launch our product and and have it out in the wild for a year and just learn from our our pioneers customers, the feedback they provide us with. We learned a lot, and we know where we will improve. I think it just needs time and persistence. I mean, new tech always takes some time until you see some some mass adoption. So you are based in Munich. And um, mm -hmm. how big is the company? I mean, how many people you have working with Holoride? Mm -hmm. It's still a smaller team. We're um, 45 Holoriders, most of them in the engineering space. Um, so they work on the different components of our platform. Ah vehicle localization technology, the software development kit for the creators, our platform, or the, the core application that is being launched on the headsets. Most of them are based in Munich. Some work remotely from other parts in Germany. And uh, yeah, we, we also have a colleague in the US, in Los Angeles. Um, so yeah, but still a tiny team. So you just mentioned the US, and um, I do know that we Germans mm -hmm. are not the best salesperson out there. And I I, I can yeah. see myself saying like, oh, yeah, we're not that there. And let's give it a try. And we're testing phase. And we want to get it perfect. Um, so a little mm -hmm. bit of American positive vibe. What is on your roadmap? And what yeah. are the great things um, why you at least have to buy a whole right set at the end of the year? <laughs> yeah, Christmas coming soon, right? So, or Thanksgiving is coming soon. Yeah, I, I think it's a completely unique experience for kids on back seats. So, if you have a family, and um, sometimes there's maybe a longer road trip uh, to grandma where the kids are getting bored, um, this is definitely something unique where the kids can immerse themselves in great content, great games, great experiences. And um, yeah, I can't spoil too much, but we also um, test with other other applications at the moment that don't necessarily need a VR headset in the car, but still entertain the passengers. And um, yeah, I can invite everybody to try it. We have a great rental program up and running, so you don't even need to purchase the glasses and the the retrofit. You simply can can rent it from us for one month, three months, six months, as long as you want, just to try it out on your next longer road trip and um, I'm pretty sure you'll discover your kids will love it uh, also on shorter drives. I'm obviously um, quite educated 
on a VR headset <laughs> on a roller coaster. I've been trying both. You've been trying both. But now today we talk about <laughs> holo riding you as a person. Can you see any differences or how would you compare the two systems? That's a very interesting question. Um, I, I think roller coasters, I love roller coasters. Um, I, I love it every time I'm at Europa Park. You know this. I'm, I can ride roller coasters all day long. I think what's special about them, they're, they're a real attraction, right? You get in there, you have a, a specific time, and then you have an absolute thrill ride from the dynamics. Um, I mean, it's, it, it's like a race car. And then you have a perfectly orchestrated experience to the ride. The difference to the car is you don't know how long you'll be traveling, where you'll be traveling. Um, so the experience needs to adjust in real time where the car is and how it drives. And rarely parents drive as quick as one of your roller coasters does. So it's a different type of experience. It's, I, I compare it to a theme park ride, but not necessarily to a roller coaster. It's a guided tour. That's the similarity. You're a passenger. You're being driven around. You can have a certain level of interactivity in the car. I know, um, pretty sure you tested this on some of your roller coasters as well, having interactive elements. But uh, I think the, the beauty of theme parks and theme park rides is that it's, it's very guided. And that's the same in the car. Um, it's more exciting accessible for people that maybe are not hardcore gamers right so if you have a have a nice level of interactivity and a guided tour it's fun for everyone and i think there's the similarity the way it's being performed on rails and on roads i think there's quite a difference between the vr coaster and and all ride but um yeah i think what we both strive for is giving giving people a fun time right that's the overlap That's right. So let me calculate back. You said eight years you found the company. Was it in 2015 or 2016? We started the project 2015 at Audi, and then we founded the company um, end of 2018, spun out early 2019. So the, the company itself now exists for um, not even five years, okay. um, but the journey is way longer. Well, the, yes. the reason I'm asking, because we launched our first mm -hmm. Ghost Reality right in 2015, Oh, hmm. mm -hmm. I have to look back in my archives if somebody from Audi was spotting the technology here at Europa Park. But <laughs> I mean, technically, it works a little bit different, right? So you you have um, an independent system in the car that has no rails versus the tracking. You can be very precise on a roller coaster. You know exactly where the wagon will be at which time. That's where you can orchestrate the experience a little different. But yeah, inspiration comes from everywhere. That's correct. Talking on a bit global level, leaving the car and leaving uh, theme parks. I mean, obviously, we learned everything, or not everything, but the most of it about Holoride. And if you never tried it, go out there and have a try. It's really worth um, having it in the back on your seat. I did it a couple of times and it was fascinating about the technology. If you look at the ecosystem or Europe as such, um, you being European and German, you've been mentioning a little bit earlier. I mean, I always end up with the discussion that people say, yeah, VR is a niche technology. What are your thoughts of being a CEO of an entertainment company, I call it? Are you more interested into making VR ready for cars or are you more interested in how the entertainment of tomorrow of cars will look like? 
<laughs> I'm more interested in the latter, so entertainment in cars, because I I love media, I love entertainment, and I love cars. And with Holoride, I've created my dream job just combining both of them. Um, but the beauty is we we work on the technology that enables it, and and have a have a tool set for creators that they can literally build anything they can imagine that then works out in a car but i'm i'm more towards in-car entertainment than just the pure pure car part and um when it comes to xr versus vr you were saying that there's something coming from holoright uh, which you can't talk about yet um is it for you vr forever Or it's just the beginning and you think we're building the platform to be ready for any other gadget out there in the market? Exactly. Um, so what we are building is a platform for motion and location aware experiences in moving vehicles and on personal devices. Because the, the philosophy or the paradigm we followed is... People will switch cars more often in the future. I don't know how often you switch your your personal car. Not very but, often. Um, it's an e-car. Not very often. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but I saw myself moving from a car that I owned to one that I leased to one. Okay. Then I had an Audi company car. You switch them every half year, so shorter periods. And then when I started the company and, and needed a vehicle, then I subscribed to, to a vehicle subscription service. So every month I could potentially change the car depending on, on my need. At the end, I didn't do it that often um, because I, I needed some space for, for my little toddler and for the stroller and everything. So you're limited to the, to the models um, that are relevant to you. But there is an increasing flexibility. Very often in the city, people don't even own cars anymore they use ride hailing services more often so what i'm saying is you you might switch your car more often in the future especially if we have autonomous vehicles however what always stays with you is your personal device whether it's today your phone it stays with you 24 7 i bet it's the same for you my phone is always in the range of a meter 24 7 it's never further away And um, if you if you look at wearables, they might be even more intimate. So you take them with you all the time, but you switch cars more often. So we change the paradigm a little bit. Instead of creating something that is being built into the car in the center screen or extending something from your phone into the or your personal device into the center screen of the car, we extend the car to the personal device. So the application runs on your personal device, let's say your VR headset. And the car is providing the data and it unfolds on your on your personal device. So you go to a different car that is Holoride ready. You can continue the experience no matter what, what car maker it is or so on. So and we we started with virtual reality because the, the first consumer headsets were VR headsets. There is still not a really relevant AR headset in the market. Now there are the first mixed reality headsets that have some some relevance for consumers. But you'll, you'll see people have wearables in the future and also shift between the different modes, full VR, full AR. And um, yeah, I, I think we'll see some, some interesting things there, but it's for me not necessarily just VR. Uh, can also be mixed reality and AR, but we always follow the paradigm. We build applications for the personal device instead of for the car. That's an interesting look and things. I mean, I'm also thinking that it would be great if everybody would bring his own personal device and wearable to a theme park, which is not yet the case because it's a very limited 
niche market. I'm a bit concerned about obviously Apple changing the market, but let's wait and see. Generally, what do you think is the future of uh, driving your car? I mean, we talk about self-driving cars. We're talking about entertainment, obviously in cars, um, which is all very software-driven, which is so very content-driven. You're saying like you are good in providing the technology because you're coming from a car manufacturer who's like good in mechanical engineering. Do you think we have to buy in our market shares by big corporates coming from Asia or America? Or do you see something on the horizon which could be a software developed and provided by European companies? I really hope the latter. So, and and there are some some good developments in in the European market. Um, it's really hard to say. Um, I mean, the U.S. players are extremely dominant. The, the Chinese players are extremely dominant, and I think we we lack this level of confidence in Europe to really um, achieve something similar of size. Because very often it's also connected to the the individual device we're we're using, but. In, in terms of mobility software and, and entertainment software um, for for in car, I think there is a is a massive market opportunity if played right. Um, so I'm I'm confident and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the upcoming years because um, electrification and autonomous driving will be something really dominating in the in the car market. But it's it's an enabler, right? Um, it's nothing that makes the ride unique. Um, so there there are infinite possibilities, especially also for for someone like you who who creates great IP and maybe wants to expand the the borders of the Europa Park to to people. I think there is a massive opportunity in terms of distribution so i think in in the future you'll maybe subscribe to mobility service as you subscribe to the mobile internet today and you'll maybe jump then also into a vehicle to experience something instead of just traveling from a to b so maybe you jump into a vehicle that you've ordered that shows up in front of your house to have a great time and not necessarily travel from to a specific destination. And this would mean it expands the border of theme parks um, infinitely. So Europa Park could unfold around you no matter where you are. Um, of course, it will always be more fun to be on site because you can take tech to more extremes, like with your roller coasters, with the location-based experiences. You always can take the latest tech and have the cutting edge solution that people won't have at home but still you could expand the world of your characters of your stories into a way that is not necessarily just home entertainment as you know it sitting on the couch having a tv in front of you but experience something in the car on a ride and i i think um if i were you i would be pretty excited about the future Excellent. Before I, I ask you my last question, do you have a question for me, Niels? Yeah, you, you talked about the Orea Awards and, and Orea community where we where we have initially met, and you're you're pushing the boundaries for XR, always gathering um, thought leaders in the space and offering this social platform for everyone involved. Um, what's your personal take on how extended reality? technologies will influence your business so running a the best theme park in europe and and creating your own ip 
What's your take on XR and where it could take you? Well, I think, first of all, that, I mean, we've been in the business, as you know, for eight generations, and we're still manufacturing rights around the world. And our core business was always um, developing and delivering um, rights on the big carnivals in Germany, like the Oktoberfest or Kanzlerwasen, and um, like like rights like the Wilde Maus and uh, Petersburger Schlitten, but evergreens for at least German people. And um, but a certain time given, the traveling and the showmen start to lose their business because they um, didn't see the time changing. And um, I'm dead afraid, and I think that theme parks in the future still will be valid to people, like cinema is valid to people, but I think people are expecting a XR experience, like they expect the Wi-Fi in a theme park everywhere, and so I think uh, it's a second layer which has to be implemented, but as you said earlier, I think it takes time, and um, I do hope, because the park is, is a closed ecosystem, that we can still have the last mile, so to say, in our hands um, to know the technology of our coasters, to know the exact layout of our park. You don't have a Google car driving through your park that we can develop our own ecosystem. But I think it takes time, but it is a necessity. I think for the generation of my kids, they're now 13 and 9, and if they are grown-ups, um, I think it's kind of uncool to not to have your own XR device and being in the theme park, getting immersed um with an extra story and so i think it's a necessity but as you said it's a long way to go and i hope that we still be playing um a dominant role in the european market in the merge of machine technology and um still be great engineers to have safe products um which um, customer would rely on. But because in the end, in our business, it's about safety. And I think in the end, it's about safety in cars. So I still hope that the safety perspective still will drive people to German or European engineering. Um, I'm just thinking that we're weak on software and platform thinking. So I think that has to change. But I do hope that we will stay in the forefront of uh, theme park entertainment. And um, therefore, we do need XR um, technology um, to be relevant for the young kids of tomorrow. Yeah, great take. Thanks. Thanks for sharing this. Seven years from now. So and as always, here's my last question for you, Niels. Seven years from now, where <laughs> will it be in terms of technology and mobility? I touched upon some of the aspects, but I think you'll see the fusion of the physical reality with the digital reality to create something completely new also for cars. And um, as I said earlier, I think in, did you say seven years? So it's 20, yes. 2030. Yes. Yeah. So 2030, I mean, we always uh, overestimate the impact on the short term and underestimate in the long term. But so seven years are pretty close by. But I, I what I said earlier, I think maybe in seven years it will already happen that you subscribe to a mobility service that covers all your mobility needs micro mobility long distance mobility and is, is more comparable to, to subscribing to mobile internet today and you will have experience vehicles where you definitely jump into a vehicle to experience something instead of just getting from a to b I'm pretty sure um, you'll you'll have the theme park on your fingertips um, in in seven years, at least in in some regions. Um, for some use cases, you'll see this. Seven years, I think, is a is a good time frame. 
Let us maybe um, meet in the half. I would say you have a digital theme park on your fingertips uh, because the real theme park is still over at uh, at Roost. But and I do hope that um, that a lot of people do have your technology of roller ride in their cars seven years from now. So thank you so much for being my guest here today, Niels. This has been a great pleasure to hear your insights. And uh, even though normally we do that in German, but I hope we've done okay as uh, not native speaking English people to um, talk in a decent English that you understand us and um, for listening thanks to all the listeners to my podcast and be sure to tune in again next time when we will uncover more of what the future holds thank you Michael it was a pleasure Michelle Mack presents The World Beyond Emotion is of Tomorrow A Mack One Production